Hello again, everybody. This is uh, Jason Powers. So today uh, we're going to go over an article by the released by the Washington Post. Top general was so fearful Trump might spark war that he made secret calls to his Chinese counterpart. New book says. Quite interesting to have uh, the general, of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, calling the Chinese. Uh, Communist Party top general and uh, giving them a heads up when in fact it was basically a sabotage of everything that your your um, particular oath of office uh, entails. We'll discuss this more as the broadcast continues. So we're back. I um, had the mic on the whole time. So today, the WAPO, in order to, I guess you could say, get ahead or to uh, undermine the, the hearing that was going to be run on uh, Tony Blinken in the Senate, which I haven't had a chance to go over because I was busy today. So this article came down from the Washington Post. It's a new book called Peril by Bob Woodward and Robert Casa. Bob Woodward of Woodward and Bernstein fame, who uh, wrote another book last uh, was it last September twentieth? Uh, you know, tied to he tried to make some gold off uh, gold off of uh, trying to undermine Trump, which that's what these that's what these people do. The thing is that this this is this article basically lays out what is actually. You know, treason against the United States by Mark Milley and his co-conspirators, which would include, as far as my estimation, uh, Nancy Pelosi and Gina Haspel, because they were all aware of this. And there's probably numerous, numerous others that were involved in this uh, entire operation. So we're going to read a little bit from this, this particular article. So... We'll start at the top. It's by Isaac Stanley Becker. Released this at 11:55 a.m. this morning. Uh, at least this is the or this is the copy that I have off of uh, archive. 
So twice in the final months of the Trump administration, the country's top military officer was so fearful that the president's actions might spark a war with China that he moved urgently to avert armed conflict. In a pair of secret phone calls, General Mark A. Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, assured his Chinese counterpart, General Li Zhanjin of uh, People Liberation Army, that the United States would not strike, according to a new book by Washington Post Associate Editor Bob Woodward and National Political Reporter Robert Costa. One call took place on October 30th, four days before the election that unseated President Trump, and the other on January 8th, two days after the Capitol siege carried out by his supporters in a quest to cancel the vote. The first call was prompted by Milley's review of intelligence suggesting China believed the United States was preparing to attack. That belief, the authors, authors write, was based on tensions over military exercises in the South China Sea and deepened by Trump's belligerent rhetoric towards China. General Lee, I want to assure you that the American government is stable and everything is going to be okay, Milley told him. We are not going to attack or conduct any kinetic operations against you. In the book account, Milley so, went so far as to pledge his, his uh, pledge he would alert his counterpart in the event of a U.S. attack, stressing the rapport that they established through a back channel. General Lee, you and I have known each other for now for five years. If we were going to attack, I'm going to call you ahead of time. It's not going to be a surprise. Lee took the chairman at his word. The authors write in the book Peril, which is set to be released next week. In the second call, placed to address China's fear about the events of January 6th, Lee wasn't easily assuaged. Even after Milley promised him, we are 100% steady, everything's fine, but democracy can be sloppy sometimes. Lee remained rattled, and Milley, who did not relay the conversation to Trump according to the book, understood why. The chairman, 62 at the time and chosen by Trump in 2018, believed the president had suffered a mental decline after the election. The authors write, a view he communicated to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi in a phone call on January 8th. He agreed with her evaluation that Trump was unstable, according to a call transcript obtained by the authors. Believing that China could lash out if it felt at risk from an unpredictable and vengeful American president, Milley took action. The same day, he called the Amer Admiral overseeing the U.S. Indo-Pacific Command, the military unit responsible for Asia and Pacific region, and recommended postponing the military exercises according to the book. The Admiral complied. Milley also summoned senior officers to review procedures for launching nuclear weapons, saying that the President alone could give the order, but crucially that he, Milley, also had to be involved. Looking each in the eye, Milley asked the officers to affirm what they had understood. The author's right in what he considered an oath. The chairman knew he was pulling a Schlesinger, the author's right, resorting, uh, res uh, re resorting to measures as resembling the ones taken in August uh, 1974 by James R. Schlesinger, the Secretary of Defense at the time. Schlesinger told military of officials to check with him and the chairmen of the Joint Chiefs before carrying out orders from President Richard M. Nixon, who was facing impeachment at the time. Though Milley went f furthest in seeking to stave off national security crisis, his alarm, his alarm was shared through the highest ranks of the administration, the authors revealed. So, there you go. CIA Director Gina Haspel, for instance, reportedly told Milley, We are on the way to a right-wing coup. The book also provided reporting on President Biden's campaign, waged to unseat a man he told a top visor 
isn't really an American president and his early struggle to govern. So that's the that's the lead in of this. Uh, it's interesting. I'm going to skip down to a part that really matters because it, it goes into a bunch of budgetary bullshit that doesn't make any difference at this particular point. But to the, uh, uh, when I say that, it's this, it's, this, it's this filler. On Afghanistan, the book examines how Biden's experience as vice president shaped his approach to the withdrawal. Convinced that President Barack Obama had been manipulated by his own commanders, Biden vowed privately in 2009, the military doesn't fuck around with me. <laughs> Peril also documents Biden's top advisors spent the spring weighing, but ultimately rejecting alternatives to a full withdrawal. <laughs> Secretary of State Anthony Antony Blinken and Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin returned from a NATO meeting in March envisioning ways to extend the mission, including through a gated withdrawal seeking diplomatic leverage. But they came to see the meaningful leverage would require a more expansive commitment and instead came back around to a full exit that they did absolutely fucking wrong. For good reason, they did that wrong. This is very... Uh, the, there was a part... Um, uh, I'll... I'm gonna. I could go through the rest of this, but it, it isn't uh, really. It's interesting how they they do this uh, this takedown. They 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 think they're taking down Trump, but in reality, they're actually uh, basically exposing themselves for the traitorous people that they really are. Um. So one of the at the end, the the call transcript obtained by the author shows Pelosi telling Milley, referring to Trump, he's crazy. You know he's crazy. He's crazy, and what he did yesterday is further evidence of his craziness. Millie replied, "I agree with you on everything." Millie is such a sh- sh- such a schmuck. He's beyond well. He's beyond beyond being a tr- treasonous bastard. He's a total schmuck. But uh, they, 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 these people are just so they're so deluded in their own narcissism that they they don't. They, they are the worst individuals ever in human history to run a country as large as this, with as much power, with as many good, common folk. These people are divorced from reality. They have no understanding of what they're supposed to be doing. They shouldn't be in power. And if you have any, if you didn't have any hopes of having a country here in the next few years, you, all of these people need to be removed from office. Every legislature that is signed on to this crap needs to be removed from office. Every member of the national security team needs to be removed from office. Whoever we elect as the next president, if we can ever get there, we're going to have to, the house cleaning is going to have to be epic. These people are, they are all up their own butts. And they will defend them, they will fight tooth and nail to hold on to their power. We need to remove lobbyists. We need to remove all these people in charge of this national security state. We need, uh, literally, everything needs to be taken over from the day one. You have the house clean, you grab the information you need from them, and literally grab the information, and then investigations to the highest level. These people are beyond hope. They have no business in near power because they will destroy, they will destroy this earth. That's how crazy these people are. It isn't Trump that's the crazy person. It's Nancy Pelosi, who's very good friends with George Soros, who George Soros is a Nazi lover because he basically said he enjoyed his time uh, doing things with the Nazis. He was just seen with uh, Nancy at the 
9-11 or near 9-11, having a good old time with him and Alexander Soros. She's such an evil witch. Um, so that's me getting on a soapbox. So let me go through here. Uh, there's just It just defies logic, some of the stuff that get, gets uh, thrown in here. There's a, you know, the whole idea of this article, though, is to to, uh, to, 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 to shift focus away from what's going on in Capitol Hill with Tony Bleakin and the withdrawal from Afghanistan, where he's not answering questions. I did see a snippet by somebody who said, you know, uh, some represent or um, senator was asking him questions. And it's just funny how people respond to this. They say, well, does it make any difference? He was asking him a question about Afghanistan. He refused to answer those questions, so he shifted. He's like, okay, so were you talking with the FBI, and and have you had any discussions with them? You can ask him whatever he wants to ask him. If he chooses not, I mean, he wouldn't wouldn't answer questions about Afghanistan, and he's the Secretary of State. And between him and Austin, who evidently Austin didn't show up, I mean, these people don't want to be held in account, yet they are completely accountable for all this tragedy that's happened in the last... Well, seven, eight months, ten months, actually going on a year if you count the this particular thing. So, if we dissect this, okay, October 30th, four days before the election, Mark Milley is talking to the Chinese uh, military based upon some, he, uh, he was trying to assure them of something. So, it was, he said it was, uh, it says here, the first call was promptly by Milley's review of intelligence suggesting the Chinese believe. So, your review of intelligence, the intelligence that we know is so horrible in our country now that, I mean, it, it is, it is and it isn't because they wanted to manipulate the intelligence to give them the answer that they want to do in order to do what they want to do. In other words, they're not following intelligence. They're just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. But Millie Review of Intelligence suggests that the Chinese believe the United States was preparing for it. Who cares what the Chinese believe? Why are you talking to them? Let them believe what they want to believe. Let them uh, let them believe whatever. Isn't this the, the the whole idea of having a relationship with China? Is well, I mean, we know they're they're hijacking our government. They're hijacking our country. We're turning into China like Australia is. Uh, a guy like Milley is 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 a piece of garbage because he shouldn't be in charge of anything. This is how tre- treasonous this is. Why is he reaching out to the uh, why is he reaching out to the Chinese military and saying fuck all to him? You know, there's no no reason to talk to him about, oh, everything's going to be okay. I mean, we're not going to attack you. I mean, <laughs> who says it if I, I had to see the transcript. I can't imagine he actually uttered the words, "We aren't going to attack or conduct any kinetic operations against you." <laughs> Why do you need to reassure General Lee? He's a general. I would have just said to him. I mean, it, it, you want to be. You want to be. You, why aren't you just trolling the Chinese? Why don't you just say, "Well, we'll do what we're going to do." You know, if you actually, you have to. This is the point. When you act weak, your enemies will act stronger. China right now is bullying and threatening Taiwan because they can get away with it. They just went into Afghanistan, and I guess they're getting our leftovers right now. I mean, they were working with the Pakistan uh, ISI or whatever it is, their their intelligence operations, and and supporting the Taliban as we were doing a uh, 
a total cata- catastrophic withdrawal from Afghanistan. Here's a, here's another thing too. So uh, there was a there was an order in here. Supposedly, Trump was pulling off an order about uh, withdrawing from Afghanistan. So this is the problem. Trump's trying to withdraw from Afghanistan, and he put that order out, I guess, in late late uh, the late fall of uh, 2020. And it was supposed to be uh, done or executed or you know started, whatever whatever the case may be. But January fifteenth, that's when it was supposed to happen. And Milley, uh, uh, one uh, thing, so that he Milley uh, told everybody to ignore that order. Okay, he ignored the withdrawal order that Trump issued. Okay, so he's in charge of things, and he, and he says he's in charge of things, but. Later on, in the, like in this particular article, he uh, he talks about, uh, oh, here it was. Milley, for his part, took what authors described as a deferential approach toward to a deferential approach to Biden on Afghanistan, in contrast to his early efforts to constrain Trump. Needless to say, the the book reveals recent remarks the chairman delivered to the Joint Chiefs, in which he said, "Here's a couple rules of the road for what we're going to follow. One is you never, ever, ever." box in a president of the United States. You always give him decision space. <laughs> Referring to Biden, he said, you're dealing with a seasoned politician who has been in Washington, D.C. for 50 years. Whatever it is. This is the very, this is at the very, I mean, if he actually believes this shit that he spits out of his mouth, which, I mean, I have a hard time believing any any sane person would, but a compromised, corrupted, and, and a treasonous person very well could be you would never <laughs> what does it matter how long he's been there this idea of being a seasoned politicians politicians i mean are are pieces of garbage for for lack of better terms they don't these people are not operating under any uh, uh moral scruples biden is an uh, abominable human being we all know this we know what his son is like we know what kind of uh, on the make and on the take he is. Uh, this seasoned politician has hijacked our entire foreign policy for the last 25 to 30 years. He's made every uh, Robert Gates said he's made every 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 de- major foreign policy decision Biden's been wrong on. So you have an asshole in Millie here who uh, who and, and this has been part of the deal with these these, these uh, two administrations under Trump. They were trying to hamstring every decision he ever made because the deep state, which is all the Bush, Clinton, and Obama leftovers who despised him because he was in charge, they refused to take orders from the president of the United States. That's just what it is, which is grounds for him to dismiss him. But of course, you can't get rid of them all because the way our federal government is, uh, it, 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 it makes it nearly... It's news every day. This being said, it has to be done. He should have done it. He should have just said, "Now nah, I'm going to get rid of all these people. I'm getting rid of all my generals. I'm going to put in. But he was a businessman. He figured, these people can't be that evil, even though he was calling them the swamp. But these people take things personally. They're narcissistic. They're, they're basically, all of them are probably, are diagnosable as sociopaths. They have no, they have no, uh, they have no, they have no love of country. They have love of money, they have love of power, but they have no love of that. They, they, these people are divorced of reality. That's the reason why they're in Washington D.C. 
They don't care about the country. They go around to international, they're globalists, they go around to international countries, they sit there and they get their asses kissed because their name, their, uh, their title says that their asses need to be kissed, and that's what they do. And that goes for Biden, it goes for Milley, it goes for Pelosi, it goes for all the pieces of garbage that were involved in this, and, and then some. So, under Trump, they constrained him on everything he did. If he wanted to pull out of a region, he wanted to withdraw, wanted to have peace. And here's the, that's the quinky dink here. So, how many wars did Trump start while he was in office? None. How many wars did Biden and his administration uh, carry on? Well, you know, if you care, count about the Arab Spring and you count every country, we're in like four or five different places. I'm not going to pretend to know everything about that, but I know it was a crap show between Libya and Egypt and Syria. We just created all kinds of havoc and chaos in the Middle East. Uh, this was after Afghanistan and Iraq with Bush. I mean, Trump, if anything, he didn't. He he was unable to wind down wars because his military establishment refused refused his own orders. You can tell they refused to do anything he told them to do. And, and, of course, Nancy Pelosi was ostensibly working as a surrogate or the go-between for Clinton because her and, her, her and Clinton are best friends. They're best buddies. They love George Soros, too. They All these left-wing idiots are all in the same group. So the whole idea for Nancy Pelosi was to disrupt everything Trump did. Everything. Disrupt him. Don't give him a win. Get in his way. I'm sure everything she was doing was being run by a Clinton Obama kind of pivot. They're both doing the same thing. They're all they're all in on this stuff. So Trump, of course, the entire time, you know, thinking that he could probably win hearts and minds. Of course, he doesn't know how to win hearts and minds. He's a marketer. He's not a he isn't a message person. I mean, he's a message person to the average Joe Blow. But these people are stuck up, snobby, narcissistic fools that can't be reasoned with. You have to talk above them. You have to be like this. Uh, th- that's why they love the soaring rhetoric of Obama. And Trump doesn't have soaring rhetoric. He has very blunt. And he's a smart ass. And he trolls people on Twitter. He makes them mad because these poor people have, have fragile egos. They talk about Trump's ego, which is huge. Don't get me wrong. Trump, Trump is an enormous asshole when he wants to be. And he could just learn. He needs to learn to know when to dial that shit back. But he didn't. But that's that being said, so did Bush. So did Obama. It's quite amazing when other presidents have been a very uh, less than measured or they come off as arrogant and condescending that those things were never reported on. But that's because the media, the media establishment is bought and paid for by D.C. and, and uh, Beijing. They, they run the narratives. And so all these evil narratives get sprung up around Trump, but you notice how little of them get ever sprung up about Obama or Bush. I mean, heck, now the, the, now the media is like kissing Bush's ass <laughs> over his comments over 9-11 about there being a domestic threat. This is, the, this is the narrative that they put into their little minds that all the rest of us, because we were protesting at, at the, the Capitol, well, the protest wasn't really all our protest. It was hijacked by forces from outside. We're, we're very well aware of that. There's a lot of there's a high probability that the FBI had their 
had some of their people involved. We know there were people that were attached to Antifa, John Sullivan, who had been all over the country from Utah to Arizona uh, to Portland to wherever. He'd been everywhere. And it just so happened John Sullivan was there, and he was the one who got the video on uh, Ashley Babbitt when she got uh, executed, basically. An unarmed, an unarmed woman got executed in, in the Capitol building by a guy who has no business holding a weapon ever in his life again. But he will. He'll, he's still working for, I guess, security or Capitol Police. I forget his name, and I don't really care. But in the details, detailings of this, we have... Four days before an election, you've got a, you've got a general talking to the Chinese, telling them what to do, and probably not telling Trump any of this, of course. So he's basically backstabbing the, he's basically backstabbing our country. We know the election is stolen. Refu- they, they, they will refuse it forever, but we know that it is because they're, because of all the things that they've done since then shows that that they are not on our side, they're not on this country's side, they're not doing anything good for the country, they're running this country into the ground. Every decision they make is to benefit the Chinese. They are they are conspiring to ruin the world. That's basically what they're doing. They they, they uh, Jack Posobiec calls it a merger. He calls it a merger between the 1% of the uh, China and the 1% of the U.S., I think that's probably a as good a working hypothesis as anything else. It's actually probably pretty much confirmed by some of this. You have these people at the very top of this this country who think that they're better than everybody else, and they go around and they have you have guys, people like AOC, who's wearing little dresses that says "Eat the Rich" or "Tax the Rich," and yet she's at a two hundred or thirty thousand dollar plate dinner, hosted by a hundred million dollar, uh, you know dress designer and all this other shit she's just beyond she's a piece of garbage too she needs to be primaried and taken taken from her office too because she doesn't need to be in there she's a socialist fool and she's a she's just an actress who got hired because she's got big tits and a big big beak uh that's it that's only if she didn't if she wasn't a modicum if she was as ugly as the day was long no one would even talk let listen to her idiocy so, so Jack Posobiec. This was quite a. This is a hour. Oh, this is like two hours ago. So that's like old tweet. To be clear, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff promised to tip off the CCP if the U.S. was planning military action. Yeah, quite entertaining. You know, oh, let me tell my enemies what I'm going to do. Oh, they're not your enemies. Oh, they're not. Who isn't their enemy now? We've made enemies around the world. Now you've made enemies with the British. You made enemies with the French. You made enemies through your actions in Afghanistan. God damn! I mean, it, 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 these people are acting like, oh, don't worry, don't worry. They're Marxists. Well, I don't know what Millie did. I and Trump, uh, Trump hired this asshole, this fool. I don't know who recommended it to him, but God Almighty, that person needed that person. That person's a treasonous fool too. But I, I don't know who recommended the, the Millie to him. You know, lifetime individual, and he turns out doing this stuff. So, Raheem Kassam, foreign collusion, aiding totalitarian enemies, avoiding established chain of command. All the things they accused Trump of, they did. Correct. Absolutely. Everything that they accused Trump of, they were doing. They were undermining his authority. They were refusing his orders. They were setting up and planning things behind his back. 
they were uh, basically stripping him of his foreign a foreign power, where the the power of the president is strongest in the foreign realm and it's weakest in the domestic realm. But the thing is, is the uh, these people they 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 are so so deluded in their beliefs. DC thinks that they exist. They exist solely on this earth to destroy everything around them. They think it's all about their, they're like pigs at a trough. They can't get enough. They can't get enough money. They can't get enough power. And they're fools because they're destro- They're going to destroy this entire country. And they're going to be executed for it. You know that? They will be executed for it. Not by us. Oh, by the way, that won't happen because of the American people. That's going to happen because the Chinese are going to come in and destroy them. When you act this weak and this stupid, the Chinese are just licking their chops. They can't wait. Or the UN. They'll use the UN and stuff. And these people will hand over the keys to the car. They already have, uh, they're, they're undermining the entire fabric of the country through this. That's how, that's how angry everybody should be about this. I, I mean, this is, this is one of those things where these people have, have, have decided that, that they know better than everybody. And Millie Green with Nancy Pelosi, Christ's sake, she's a political hack. She's the political enemy of Trump. She's the political enemy of everybody, to be frank. She's, de- she's deluded. If you ever listen to her talk, she, she's, not, she's, she's not with it. Going to somebody who's crazy and asking them about other people, whether they're crazy. Well, of course, she, I mean, this is, this, that's another person. Absolutely without, she needs to be primaried and she needs to be, uh, if San Francisco has any, any hopes of ever coming back from whatever depths of stupidity, they need to get rid of her as a representative. She is an abomination. She's destroying this country. And you know what's worse? Behind all this, you have guys like Bill Barr, Attorney General for George Bush. All this shit you know he knew about. He worked for the CIA. He was CIA before Gina Haspel was. So he had all the intel information too. So what the hell's going on? Why are these people... How can they stand there and let Trump get sabotaged? You may not like Trump. You may hate Trump. I can understand that. You may say, well, he doesn't want to lose. Well, when you when you cheat somebody out of an election, when you literally change the rules midstream because you use COVID as the excuse, that doesn't make you a winner. That makes you a, a, an evil person. That just means that all you're doing is setting up... You're setting up the entire... For- this is Lily. This changes the direction of the entire world. S- events like this. These people think they did something. They didn't save the country. They destroyed the country with this shit. This is how evil this dumbass is. He doesn't realize that you keep your mouth shut and you listen to the president of the United States. He is the president until January twentieth at noon. If that's the case, they sabotage the entire course of human events solely so they could get a little bit paid and because the fact is is they probably are are so corrupted and if anyone ever investigated them they would find out that they're involved in so many evil crimes that they would spend the rest of their human existence in a jail cell at least but instead of that when you commit crimes like this or when you're involved like this and you're manipulated by the Chinese Communist Party, which, oh, by the way, in September of 2020, 
they were there was a report that came out, and this is tied to Hunter Biden and tied to the Bidens, that there were three laptops and there were three hard drives. And one of those hard drives was the master plan for the CCP. The other one was uh, Hunter Biden and all his bullshit. And the third plan, these uh, third plan had something to do with their financial corruptions and dealings and backings with uh, people like the likes of Milley. And this was all sent to the FBI and the DOJ. And it was sent also to Nancy Pelosi. So what do you think these people were doing? They were scared shitless. They knew that the Chinese knew what they needed to know about them. And they had it all on hard drives. And they know, obviously, they got all that stuff backed up. And they were, could drop it at a dime on them if they didn't comply. So right now, we are being run by the CCP because they have blackmail leverage on these people. And they were willing to do anything to keep that that way. This, this facade, this article, basically, if, if they really believe this, which I don't think... This intelligence, it may have been just the opposite. It may have been, uh, they were telling the Chinese, mm-hmm, yeah, don't worry. We're not going to do anything to you. Don't worry. We're going to comply with you. Don't worry. Was that just a, 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 a subtle signal? Because I can't believe that this guy's a four-star general and is so stupid he would, he had to say something such as so, uh, something that only a, only a second grader in strategy would say. I, I have a hard time believing that. But, of course, the Washington Post would sell it this way. That's the reason why I don't really... I, I, I believe, ostensibly, that all these contacts are made. But as far as what was actually said, it's pretty amazing that you would let a general... The General George Chiefs would be ta- talking to the Chinese uh, generals and telling them all our, basically, our strategy on handling things. Because, honestly... It, the, the, the idea that Trump is a, some out of control, uh, evil person who's going to go around bombing things. They, the only reason why they're mad about that is because when he went and attacked Soleimani and attacked their people that they didn't like, that actually we are not supposed to like. It didn't seem to matter when we, when we literally took out supposedly Osama bin Laden, right? We sent in SEAL Team 6 and we, we took him out. Obama did that. Well, he deserved it. Well, so did Soleimani. He was killing people throughout the Middle East, too. We just took out somebody that, uh, quote-unquote, the Democrats like and they like to do dealings with over in Iran. So, and uh, then, of course, you had uh, Jamal Shakoji or whatever the fuck his name was, uh, from uh, Saudi Arabia. He was a WAPO writer, another another, uh, idiot, uh, you know. We have so many, when I say they're idiots... He probably was, he wasn't really a member of the media. He was a member of the Intel uh, community, and of course, uh, <laughs> the Saudi Arabians must have wanted their pound of flesh out of him. Now, don't get me wrong; I'm not saying I like the Saudi Arabians. Also, they, you know, we we hear about all the stories about them and the the 22 that were involved with 9/11. But the funny thing is that we didn't attack Saudi Arabia; we attacked Iraq. <laughs> uh, so, what give us with that? This is what happens when you execute foreign policy in such a obvious, narcissistic, fill-my-ego needs like uh, a Bush did, for example. No one seemed to have any problem with that. And then we had all the hucksters like the, the uh, Colin Powell's and the Condoleezza Rice and all the, you know, Tom Ridge and the whole apparatus selling us this pig-in-a-poke of, uh, ooh, they got vows, they have weapons of mass destruction. 
they're going to use them on us. You know, we're the poor little victim. Oh, yeah, we got victimized on 9-11, but at this point, what did we get victimized by or who? No one's going to ever get to the bottom of that story. Well, there, there have been people who have and say it's an inside job. And, of course, if it's an inside job, then that tells you what Washington, D.C. is all about. These people don't, they, they refuse, refuse to be held accountable. Well, they are going to be held accountable. Mark my words. They are going to be held accountable. This time, it cannot stand. We, at some point or another, this country has to tell these people to kick rocks. In the harshest way, in the, in the easiest way. Um, yeah. There's a, there's a whole, there's a whole bun- bunch of people that need to be brought up on, on uh, straight up charges. I mean, just absolutely taken to task. There's no reason for this shit. No reason. No reason to allow it. It gets me hot just thinking about this shit. Uh, because this is just, keeps on going on and going on and going on. And th- th- it doesn't end. It doesn't end uh, well for our country. The entire world balance rests in, rests in the hands of these people. These, these people are just betraying the entire concept of everything. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let somebody else do some talking here for a second. Let me uh, see what happens. Um, see if I can get this up. Hold on. So one thing about Twitter, sometimes it isn't cooperative. Seen this? We saw it as, as recently as yesterday. Somebody in the White House has authority to press the button and stop the president, cut off the president's uh, uh, speaking ability and sound. Who is that person? I think anyone who knows the president, uh, including members of this uh, committee, knows that uh, he speaks very clearly and very uh, deliberately uh, for himself. Uh, no one else does. Well, I. Are you saying that there is no one in the White House that can cut him off? Because yesterday that happened, and it's happened a number of times before that. It's been widely reported that somebody has the ability to push the button and, and cut off his sound and stop him from speaking. Who is that person? There is, there is no such person. Again, uh, the president uh, speaks for himself, uh, makes all of the strategic decisions, uh, informed by the best advice that he can get from the, uh, the people around him. So are you unaware that this is actually happening? Because it happened yesterday at the uh, interagency fire center. Uh, it was... You should see the look on Tony Blinken's face. Uh, he's, he's got the little smirk. Because all he needed to ask is, and someone noticed that, who, who is shutting him up? Who's shutting, uh, shutting off his mic? Someone's doing it. And uh, that wasn't, that wasn't uh, illuminated very well. But be that as it may, it's just another little example. Believe me, with the Biden administration, every day is a gaffe. Every every person is, is a fraud. Every person is a traitor. They betrayed this country. All to retain power. This is what this is what happens when you have uh, career politicians like the Pelosi's, the Schumer's, the Clintons, the Bidens. Biden's been in office he got in office, I think, in 1973. I was like, he got literally, I was six months old or some shit like that. And this guy was, uh, you know, put in as a senator. And then 15 years later, I think in 1988, he ran for president. 
He was uh, found to be a fraud then because he lied about his background. He, he plagiarized the speech. And then he was still, he was still on the uh, Judicial Committee. And he, that informed the nomination of, uh, actually he was one of the biggest opponents of Clarence Thomas, which I know there's many people that despise Clarence Thomas that are on the left because, you know, abortion and they, uh, they, they try to hijack him with a uh, female interaction with, um, I forget what her name was, <clears throat> Anita Hill, like it was her name. So hijacked her, hijacked his, not tried to hijack his nomination with Anita Hill. You know, a black man gets on the court that isn't, isn't somebody that they could control. And as he called it, he called it then. This was 1991. A high-tech lynching. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> if you thought that was high-tech, Clarence, well, he doesn't think that. But <laughs> you should see today. Today we are in a midst of a high-tech uh, hijacking of the United States of America by these, these overblown Cluster B personality, sociopath, psychopath, whatever you want to call them. They are. They, 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 they straight up show their, they show who they are every day. The media, the Twitters, the Googles, the Microsofts, all these people that are uh, holding on to big tech, they're squirrels. They're, they're, they're weak individuals who happen to get a lot of power and they don't know how to operate it. And the people in Washington, D.C., we used to believe in our military. I'm starting to have serious doubts about our military because it isn't even the people that are training. It's the people that have introduced ideology into the case. I didn't even, when I was in the military, I didn't even give a shit whether someone was a Democrat or Republican. I never was ever very political, by the way. I'd never been a part of a registered member of a party didn't really make any difference. If I voted one way or another, I, I, I probably was just nonplussed by voting. But I did vote. But that being said, I didn't think too much about other people's political views. We, we would talk about ideas. We talked about what our job was, our mission. We talked about, you know, girls. We talked about sports. We talked about everything but politics, really, and even religion. If we talked about religion, it was just a belief in God or a belief that something else is controlling the universe in a grander way than, than we can ever fathom or comprehend. You know, maybe we're just in a petri dish and we just don't know it. Anywho, um, these people, these people at the in, the, in this particular uh, scenario and situation, uh, uh, they're all about their ideology. They're all about this. Oh, the United States is bad. Well, Go back through human history. Just learn a little bit about history. There is nobody who's ever been perfect. There's no empire. There's no sect of people that didn't have some abominable practices. The Aztecs, they sacri- human sacrifices. Everybody, there's people now that you know are trying to uh, build up the Aztecs. As, you know, we took, we were the ones who took them out. Yeah. And they weren't exactly nice people. Same way with there were plenty of violent little Indian sects. The Cherokee Indians, as a matter of fact, were the last ones to, to surrender at the Civil War. Just remember that. The, the Civil War, the Civil War between the North and the South, the last general to surrender was a Cherokee, was a Cherokee uh, uh, general. He was the very last one to surrender. Now the Cherokee, you know, they were minor combatants in the in the in the field of battle, but 
nevertheless, they were the last ones to surrender. Uh, and then there's, those are just little examples. And, and you can go back through any continent, any any situation. You can blame the British for colonialization. You can, oh, by the way, you could blame the Chinese for colonialization. Well, didn't they colonize Japan in the 1700 or 700 AD? They had people that left uh, the mainland of China and went to Japan. The Chinese have done a lot, lot to uh, uh, ostracized people that didn't feel like they fit and belong. Uh, Taiwan and their whole nation states based upon people who didn't didn't fit with the communist objective uh, on the mainland, and they turned into a. Uh, actually, Taiwan is one of the, one of the most uh, technologically advanced societies on the face of the earth, and yet the Chinese are. The Chinese are so resentful of their democracy that they're trying to take it over. And we have nobody here who, quote-unquote, talk about democracy all the time because they're hypocrites. They don't care anything about all about China. They talk about all this, oh, we don't want global conflict. We want to help other individuals. And they, yet they abandon Afghanistan. And there's people who are right now being submitted by the, by the Taliban or ISIS-K or whatever label you want to put on these people. And, and, and we have people that are just just totally stupid to that they go to college and they get taught by their communist professor they'll say well it's your fault it's your fault the united states it's all their fault no it isn't the vast majority of the people in this country didn't vote for a lot of this shit by the way it did it, as it turns out it probably we probably never voted for most of this shit by the way dc has been uh, probably hijacking elections going back to at least 2020 if not earlier but at least 2020 Ever since they had the technological wherewithal and the motivations, they've probably been, been screwing us out of our vote, screwing us out of our ability to actually move this country in the direction it needs to be moved in. There's no telling if Barack Obama actually won in 2012. Not now. We know 26, uh, 2016, they, they, make a, they made a big stink that Trump, Trump did this and Trump, you know, the Russians interfered, the Russians interfered. That's what the deep state narrative had to be. Because the deep state is filled, filled with nothing but evil. These people do not understand anybody. They think they're better than everybody. I mean, they think the rest of us in the society are just garbage to them. I mean, and they, 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 and not only that, of course they're scared because they know that the CCP has all kinds of compromise on them. That's what pisses, that probably pisses them off too. They feel like they're trapped. That's right. You are trapped. You know what you could do? Get yourself out of office. Quit. Oh, no, no. I can't quit. i got to make money. See, they get $200,000 a year from the United States of American taxpayers. Let's just say 200000 is the average salary. I don't know what it really is. I know Fauci gets 400000 So they get, on average, 200000 And then they get 800000 probably through lobbyists, uh, think tanks, uh, foreign agents, mainly from China now. So they're getting bought and paid for. So they, they don't think they're beholden to the United States people because they get 80% of their salary from off-the-books operations that they're running. I'm just saying that for most of these people because you can tell by their assets and uh, by the fact that like people like Pelosi and stuff, they, they get kickbacks, they get stock options, they get all kinds of goodies uh, from corporations who tell them what's coming, and then they make make, uh, make uh, policies and bills to beholden to that... Uh, enriches themselves and makes them beholden to those uh, forces because those forces know that they have information on them 
So the, every politician is just bought and paid for. But the agencies are even worse because there's so many of them. There's so many agencies and they're so they're all deeply uh, compromised. We've seen the CDC, the F- FDA, uh, the NIH. We've seen what kind of monsters they are. They're truly monstrous organizations. They don't serve the purpose of the people. They're serving the purpose of this Chinese Communist Party, for Christ's sakes. They sit there and literally are pushing the policies of the CCP onto the American people. They're, they they don't understand English. You can't talk to them. You can't discuss pro- problems with them. It just, you know, it's over and over. So, yeah, today we got, we got a lot of treason uh, committed or released. Well, it was committed months ago, but it got released. So I'm going to close out this broadcast because it's time to see what War Room is going to talk about with uh, Stephen K. Bannon. Um, I'm trying to be upbeat. I wish that I wish people. I, I would hope that people would read this article and really understand what's going to happen. But we know there is there is a, a a very firm minority of people, and especially around the D.C. area, in the strongholds and the leftist organizations around the country, that they don't see things clearly, and they, they probably don't even engage. They certainly won't read three read between the lines. They'll probably. Uh, listen to whatever media narrative gets spun up by CNN because it, uh, they had to also release this tied to Trump because they have to move the focus back to Trump. They got to keep Trump in focus because the only way they can uh, exist as an administration is by counterbalancing it by saying, "Yeah, but this is what Trump did. This is what would have happened under Trump. If we had continued under Trump, he would have blown up the earth. Meanwhile, they're blowing up the earth. This is classic." Projection. Everything that they accuse uh, uh, Trump of, they'll do outward and willingly, and their sheep will just buy right into it. I call them sheep because they are sheep. They get sheared over and over again by these people. Like I said, this isn't even saying anything. This isn't saying that Trump was some some uh, master. Actually, I think he was being controlled way too much. He was getting put, controlled by the people that he picked, put around him. And he let he he made a lot of failures in picking personnel. He's still making failures with picking personnel uh, to help him make endorsements around the country to change the change the narrative. That's only because these people just they don't operate off of will of country and love of country. They operate off their paycheck. So, God bless the United States of America and God save the world. <laughs>